Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, man. Welcome back to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Tim Holloway. Uh, If you're new here, this is a podcast for Christian men inside of recovery to live an awesome, spirit-filled life. So if that is you, then welcome. Uh, If you haven't done so already, I encourage you to click on the link that is inside the description. That'll take you to information concerning our GCR groups. And that is the groups that we have for men inside of addiction, uh, for encouragement and support. So if you're interested in that and you want more information, click on that link and it'll take you to more information. Uh, If you like what you see, then click the button and schedule a call with me. So we're going to continue on in Luke chapter 8. Uh, we are at verse 21, and we are going to talk about um, uh, putting things into practice. So Luke uh, chapter 8, 21 says, And he answered and he said unto them, My mother and my brother are those which hear the word of God and do it. Man, this is a, a powerful, powerful, um, harsh reality. Um, Jesus um, made this statement in response to um, people saying, uh, lo, here's your mother and here's your brother, and talking about uh, his natural family. And then he goes into this powerful statement which really cuts to the heart. Uh, it may seem kind of harsh, but he said that my mother and my brother are those who hear the word of God and to do it. You know, if I were to sum up um, Jesus's teachings and give a conclusion of the whole matter, uh, I believe that a lot of his parables, a lot of the stories, um, a lot of uh, what he said and did come down to hearing and doing, hearing and doing. And this is why I believe James, who was one of the closest uh, people to Christ, um, focused on that in his book. He said, don't be hearers of the word only, but doers, because if we are simply a hearer, then we are deceiving our own selves. And so the encouragement is this, is that you can listen to the, the word of God. You can listen to these podcasts, but the rubber meets the road uh, with application. And that is that you're going to take what you hear and that you are going to believe it and that you are going to put it into practice. You see, Jesus said that uh, you would hear the word. Now, this word um, translated in the Greek is logos, and it's the divine expression, communication, and transmission. It is the important of wisdom and the disclosure of wisdom. Um, Within this uh, idea of logos is the, the reality of facts and certainty. So this is what God is communicating to us. And I want to thoroughly point out that God is communicating. God expresses. The word of God means that God speaks. And the four things that he does is he expresses, he communicates, he transmits, and he imparts. And this is really important to understand um, because God is expressing himself every day in some way or another inside of our lives. And the problem is, is that we're not listening. So the first thing, step in this process to um, fulfill what Jesus is talking about is that we have to have the ability to hear. 
And I think that's why he often said, you know what, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Um, because we could become so close-minded. And that is God could be speaking um, through his word, through radio, through this podcast, through other brothers, through our wives. You know, God can be ever speaking, but we could be ever in denial. <laughs> or we could be um, buried with our heads in the sand and not really uh, practicing awareness and paying attention. So this first reality is, is that God is speaking all the time. God is making his will known. You know, if there's anything that you can come to the conclusion in the Bible is that God speaks and he uh, give, makes his will known. He communicates. He transmits his thoughts and his ideas. You know, back in the olden days, it was through, you know, Moses or whatever, and then through the prophets and then finally through Jesus Christ. But the reality is, is that he, God, speaks and expresses his will towards mankind. So we have the option now to, now that we know this reality and that God speaks to us every day, um, it, it gives us the responsibility to listen and to pay attention. And that is if you get into the word in the morning, you begin to ask yourself, what is God saying to me? What is God speaking to me through this? Um, it could be a situation, a trial, some pain, some darkness that you're going through. And you can ask yourself, what is God trying to express to me through this situation? What is God trying to communicate? It could be in the form of joining our meetings and listen to the brother speak. And this is one thing that I do inside of the meeting is I listen. And as the, the brothers begin to talk, the, the ideas and the expression of God comes forth. You see, the whole idea of church was supposed to be each person bringing what they have to the table. And each member brought a, a song, hymn, spiritual song, a word of encouragement, uh, um, whatever it was uh, within their gifting, that each member brought what they had to encourage, support, and uplift another person. And so God's expression often comes in community. And this is really important because if we think that we can we can walk this walk and begin to live a powerful life without community, then we're sadly mistaken. Because it's kind of like um, the part of the, your body functioning all by itself. And when you think about that, it's kind of ludicrous, right? To say that the, the I am uh, that my hand is going to operate independently of my arm. Or my eyes are going to operate independently from my mind. And that they're going to go rogue and they're going to go solo and they're going to, you know, have all the answers. And the fact of the reality is, is that corporately, community, we do have all the answers. Because the Holy Spirit resides inside each one of us. And when we corporately get together where two or three are gathered in His name... And we begin to offer our insights, our encouragement, and our support, then, then God is manifested in a powerful way. And this is the way God has designed it to live in community. So God transmits. I want you to grab a hold of this idea for a minute of a transmitter, like a radio wave that has gone forth into the universe. 
you know, all around me right now is uh, transmitting of signals. You know, I can't see them, uh, but I know scientifically that they are there. Uh, they are transmitted. They are present all around me. And there is communication going on that is flying past my face right now that I am not able to see or to pick up on. And the reason why I can't pick up on it is because I don't have a transmitter, right? I don't have a device that is able to tap into these, um, these waves that are communicating. And so what I want to bring to the table is this, is that there's nothing got wrong with God's transmitter. God is ever speaking. God is ever moving. His power is constantly available. Like all it takes is to call upon his name, right? To receive the, the power and strength that we need to get through a situation. So there's nothing God with, wrong with God's transmitter. It is transmitting. His voice is speaking. His power is available. And it's all around us. Now, the only thing that is wrong is our transmitter. And is that we're not picking up what God is putting down. And the reason why we're not is because, you know, we're, we're on the wrong station. That means we are, we are filling our, ourselves up with different communication. And we get so consumed and we go, get so filled with that, we, we don't tap into what God has for us. So I say all that to say this, is that, that our transmitter is often broken. That, that there's something wrong with our connection. There's nothing wrong with God's connection. And what we got to understand is, is that we got to begin to tap in. We got to get on the right wavelength. We got to get in the right alignment to begin to experience what God is transmitting. And that takes responsibility on our part. They're saying, you know what? I thoroughly understand that God is expressing himself and God's power is communicated and he is transmitting uh, everything that I need. And I take responsibility to begin to get my transmitter in alignment with him. And that I'm going to practice awareness. I'm going to be still. I'm going to be silent. I'm going to be open to receive. Now, the key thing in, in, in receiving communication, transmissions, and all of those things uh, from the Spirit of God is openness. You see, God is willing to impart. God is ever imparting. And here's my thorough belief, and I will you know, stake my life on it. We're not really waiting on God to do nothing. God is ever moving. We think somehow that that in this life we are trying to twist his arm to get God to do something for us and, and all of these different things. But God has imparted everything that humanity needs. We just need to begin to step into it. We need to begin to rise in our authority and we need to claim it, if you will. And that's the difference between those who are experiencing the reality and those who are not. Is do I have enough faith to begin to move? Do I have enough faith to uh, be silent, be still, and to listen to what God might want to impart to me? 
And I know this message brings extreme responsibility, but if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, um, you know that that's what I'm going to bring you. You see, we are to look to what happened 2,000 years ago and say, I believe what God accomplished 2,000 years ago. And I'm going to begin to walk in that reality today. And I'm not waiting for God to heal me. I'm not waiting for God to save me. I'm not waiting for God to do any of those things because it's already finished and it's already done. You see, one of the biggest things we can have in recovery is that mindset. Because, you know, it puts us in a religious quest to always seek something from God. And we're always striving to obtain something we believe that we don't have. And that is the way to live. You see, to live a powerful recovery, we are simply uh, reaching out and claiming and believing for that which has already been provided. And this is a a powerful, powerful reality. Mm. So this word do, okay, he said those who hear the word, those who are open to logos of God and do it. Now, this word do is a, is a powerful word, but it basically means to echo. This is actually where we get our um, word echo. So when you say, Tim, Tim, and that is the reality of what Jesus was saying, to echo. To follow somebody, to have, to hold, to keep, to do, to follow after, right? And this idea of echo is, is saying, he said it. Uh, So I say it. And it has this idea of following a pattern. So we got to decide if we are going to be the kind of men that echoes God. And that is that he said it, so I say it. He did it, so I do it. And the... The very foundation of what Jesus Jesus is talking about of of family of 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 being you know in this relationship is to echo. He said, "Who is my brother? Who is my mother? Those who hear the logos of God and echo, and we are to simply echo what God is saying." You see, God speaks into our hearts, into our lives. And our responsibility is to echo that. And that is that we speak the the same message. And oftentimes, you know, God um, begins to communicate to us so we can learn the lesson, so we can begin to communicate to other people. And so we've got to ask ourselves, are we going to be the kind of man that echoes God? And that means that we are going to hear his word and to do it. You see, this word do... uh, echo, but it means even deeper to, I'll give you the words, but to abide, to agree. And that is when I hear, um, when I hear the word of God, when I hear that uh, the voice of God and him speaking to me, that I'm going to get myself in agreement. I'm going to get myself in alignment with that because I know it's going to yield the results that I want. Now, this thought and idea doesn't come natural, right? Because think about it in the natural, that our parents told us to do certain things. 
and we thought we were wiser and smarter and our parents were stupid and all of these things as a teenager, right? And so what did we do? We didn't get ourselves in agreement or in alignment with what our parents said. And then what began to happen after that? Consequences, pain, right? And we begin to experience the reality, you know, but if we got in our, uh, um, ourselves in alignment and we were in agreement, uh, we would experience more, uh, more pleasant outcomes. You know, people want better outcomes. People want better results inside of their family, faith, fitness, and finance, but they're refusing to echo. And that is they're, they're refusing to get an agreement and alignment with what God is saying. You see, there's no uh, amount of um, anything that's going to save your marriage if you refuse uh, to love your wife as Christ loved the church. There's no amount of whatever going to save your relationship with your children if you don't follow the admonition to provoke not your children to wrath and you're using aggressive uh, fear-based tactics with your children. No amount of anything is going to get you until you get an agreement with what the Word of God says. And so they hear the logos and do it. So the next word is commitment. Commit and continue. Now, we often think, and, and I know the reason why, is because we, we exalt Christ's commitment, and it is powerful, it's wonderful. And his uh, self-sacrifice, his self-denial, and all those things. But what we fail to understand is that he's come to dwell inside of our hearts to begin to manifest the same attributes. And we focus wholeheartedly on Christ's commitment and uh, therefore think that we can uh, be weak and loosey-goosey inside of ours. And we say nice little religious statements like, it's all about Christ. It's all about his work. And so what that translates is he could be faithful and I could continue to uh, be half-hearted. I could continue to be lukewarm. I could continue to be half committed and do things half ass and uh, it'd be okay. And it comes down to this is that we know the reality that whatever we do, God still loves us. But oftentimes that is used to, um, to lack commitment, to get out an agreement. Like we get so loosey goosey with, with some of the stuff. It's like, yeah, I, um, you know, some men out there, you know, seeking to walk with Christ and, and they um, fall into sin. And it's just so like nonchalantly like, okay, like, okay, I slept with a prostitute. Okay, I, I did cocaine. Okay, I did this. And there's no sense of, of empowerment from the Spirit of God. So God wants us to abide, agree, commit, and continue. And the next two is to observe and to execute, observe and to execute. Now, one thing I got to really point out in this is that this is not legalistic. And that is no amount of abiding, agreeing, commitment, and continuing is going to get you righteousness with God. Because one of the things that, that you have to understand is that those who hear the word of God and observe it, well, the word of God says that you cannot be righteous by your own merit. It also says that you can't earn and deserve heaven. Uh, 
And so that is part of the process of, of hearing the word of God and observing it. And that is letting it transform your belief systems that I am not righteous. I'm not made right with God by my behavior, but my behavior affects my life. You see, good works is not going to get you into heaven, but once you get heaven inside of you, you can't help but do good works. You see the difference. Now, the religious side says, you know, if I keep the Ten Commandments and I keep the words of Jesus and I, and I adhere to the creed of the apostles, then I'm going to make heaven. And I can guarantee you that if you look at your relationship with God as a checklist, as a bunch of rules to check off, you've missed the point entirely. The whole purpose and the intention of the Bible is to tell you that you cannot be made righteous by your checklist. And so part of this follow, uh, part of this echoing is saying the same thing that God is saying. And that is that you cannot be saved by works of righteousness, which you have done. But according to his mercy, he saves us with the washing and the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. So the echo is to say that. The next one is to yield and to bring it to pass. And these all require action. They all require us to get in agreement. And they all require us to commit and to execute what Jesus is talking about. So I want you to look inside your life, men. You're in this recovery journey and you're seeking to experience recovery in every area of your life, and that is your family, faith, fitness, and finance. And look at the area of your life and ask yourself, each area, and ask, where am I not in agreement with God? Where am I not experiencing alignment? Where, which area of my life am I not committed to do what is required? What area am I not executing? And ask yourself, what do I need to do? And understand this, that when you go through this process and you ask yourself these questions, you are it's going to be abundantly clear which area of your life that you are not manifesting or executing. And that is, you know to do certain things and you don't do them. Now, when you get this awareness, this is not for condemnation. This is not for shame. But this is for revelation and then for you to begin to seek the power of God to begin to execute in that area. And that is the reality of the gospel. I'll see you tomorrow, brothers. Peace.